From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Good morning, Piet. How are you, man? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Good. Today's the 12th, which means we're just two days away from April 14th. And if you watch Jeopardy, you know that that means it's 414, which is Milwaukee Day. Yeah, it was recently on Jeopardy. Milwaukee Day's come a long way. It started in 2010, kind of a... Not a joke necessarily, yeah. but an unofficial little way to celebrate Milwaukee with the with April fourteenth, celebrating the four one four area code. But it's a thing. It's a it's a total big thing, at, including a question on Jeopardy. You know, I mean, and uh, <laughs> so you this, know you've made it. Yeah, exactly. And this Milwaukee day in particular, it's on Saturday, which is um, good. Which is good because there's I think there's a lot more happening because of that. Uh, so it's many. It's a shows. really big busy day to celebrate. Milwaukee Pride. Now we're going to talk about a couple of concerts that are happening specifically on Milwaukee Day. Let's kick off with finally Lex Allen is giving us his full-length album and he's going to be re- having a release party on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Lex Allen talked about releasing his debut album which is called Table 7 Sinners and Saints I think a year ago. That's correct. He was going to release it I think in May or June with a Miramar show which didn't happen and he's been tinkering and tinkering and tinkering and it's just finally happening which is great because every song he's released has been really strong strong uh he's he's got this really great soulful pop sound going and all the songs are really catchy but really soulful and really deep too i'm really excited for a full project from him to come out because he's really just based on singles he's risen to the top of the local music food chain essentially he's really making some waves and i think this will really propel him even further now, the official Milwaukee Day Showcase is actually happening in River West at Company Brewing. And this is a great, lot, diverse lineup of Milwaukee artists who are also in that top few rungs of the Milwaukee music ladder right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing, too, is that there's so much talent in Milwaukee. So I think it makes perfect sense to have a bill like this that, that showcases a pretty wide variety of styles and sounds and artists. You've got Tiger Knight with that kind of kind of glam throwback, you know, rock sound. Uh, Midwest Death Rattle, which is, you know, kind of reminiscent of Modest Mouse a little Absolutely. bit. And it's very kind of crunchy and ambitious and uh, adventurous uh, indie rock. And then Zed Kenzo, who is just a, a hip-hop artist that is unique in the Milwaukee scene, but just unique, period. She's absolutely has a really incredible intensity to her. Uh, and all three of them playing at one show. It's a perfect way to celebrate the day, celebrate Milwaukee. Now, a smaller version of a show similar to that, this is one of the final, actually the final concert at the Bayview location of Boone and Crockett. Yeah, that's going to be happening uh, Yeah, at their Bayview location before they move to the warehouse. Yep. Uh, so they'll be moving to a much bigger location, uh, kind of by the water there. And um, But obviously there's a lot of pride and love for the old location. Uh, so Paper Holland and Devil Met Contention will play the final show at that little location. Now that's a lot of stuff going on Saturday, and there's a few other shows we didn't touch on. But kind of Milwaukee Day Eve, I also want to make sure we definitely touch on a show that's filled with lots of great Milwaukee talent. The Uncovered series continues at Turner Hall Ballroom. Alverno presents MJ Uncovered with Be Free. Yeah, so uh, background on the Uncovered series. This started with uh, Alverno Presents, which is a performing arts series that ran for more than five decades at Alverno College, which shut down a couple years ago. And one of the cool things that developed from there in recent years was this Uncovered series where local artists, uh, there'd be a curator, and then local artists would reinterpret songs from great American songwriters. These weren't covers, really. That's why it's called Uncovered. They were just really interesting artistic reinterpretations that showed the flexibility of and the talent of the local music scene and also made audiences reimagine, reconsider the uh, the songwriting, some great songwriting, and, and hear it in a way they'd never really heard it before. 
And these are really special kind of one-time only concerts. And this one's going to be focused on Michael Jackson with a really inspired curator, Be Free. I mean, that's a perfect choice. Very interesting to me, Piet, how this has kind of come full circle. I want to share a little story with you. So... Brittany, be free. I met her through the Uncovered series. I had done um, at the Pittman Theater Jones Uncovered, which was I curated a, a show around the work of Quincy Jones. And I asked Classic if he would bring to the table a dynamic female singer who could turn a Michael Jackson song into a duet. Because I wanted to try to find a reinterpretation of the song and yeah. thought I'd turn it into a duet. Sure. He brought Brittany to the table. And now fast forward four years later, she's curating her own show around the music of Michael Jackson. Cool. And and you, you've said this before, she's kind of paying it forward by doing what I was trying to do, introduce myself and the city to new talent. She's bringing a whole bunch of new folks onto the board here. Yeah, because four years ago, Be Free wasn't quite making the waves that she is now. You're in right. The music scene, I mean, her last album was just so strong and she, she has risen in terms of awareness and proven herself to be capable of curating something like this. This is a very big undertaking, which you would know firsthand. Oh my gosh, um, so much Because you work. have to round up all these artists who, you know, again, they're not just covering a song. They they're, they're really have to really reinterpret it. It all needs to kind of flow together, and it just seems like a big, big challenge and ordeal. And there's been two ways these have been done. Some artists will spread out the, the, the song list to different bands mm-hmm. and say, you come on this song, you come on that song, you come on this song. And some of the curators will make super bands yeah. and say, we're going to all together do a We Are the World kind of take on the the show. And it's interesting. It's teeter-tottered back and forth throughout the series. And, and right now, from what I've seen, you know, Britney's got this rhythm section of people we know. You've got Jay Anderson in the mix. You've got Olin Franklin on drums. You've got Quentin on keys. These are people who we've seen. But then there's a lot of new and up-and-coming names that are definitely Britney's putting a spotlight on these new artists. Yeah, uh, Immortal Girlfriend, which uh, made some waves in the local music scene because they did a song inspired by the Black Panther soundtrack, yes. which was a really good song that could have been on the Black exactly. Panther soundtrack. <laughs> uh, I can't. I mean, I can't wait to see what they do with, with stuff here. Uh, Lily Kay, um, you said she lives in Chicago, but she has an interesting story, an interesting addition to the Uncovered family. Right, she's originally from Milwaukee and is so connected. In fact, I actually met her through Chris Gilbert, which we know is a drummer, dancer, and just kind of and all around covered show right renaissance man so uh, I met her, Lily through Chris and and Lily's a Milwaukee native who's been doing her own kind of soulful R&B sound in the Chicagoland area but to bring her back home for this show again it, it really speaks to the connective tissue of the uncovered series yeah and and the uncovered series is committed for next year as well it's been uh, the Pap Cedar group uh, committed last year to have two shows a year they did two last year they did two this spring. Uh, and then there'll be two more for sure next year in, in 2019. Uh, again, happening at Turner Hall Ballroom on Friday. It's Tapped In, where we talk about the music coming into our city and the music coming out of our city. Piet, recently in the Journal Sentinel, in fact, last week, uh, an op-ed was written called Accelerating Milwaukee's Music Scene Requires All Ages Venues, Not Low Impact Grants. This was an article written by Kelsey Kaufman, Peter Murphy, and Nicola Fumo. Uh, it posted on April 5th of 2018, uh, originally sparked by an article that you had written not too long ago about the Backline program. Yeah, so we'll do some context for where the op-ed came from, essentially, but it started with news uh, in late March that Radio Milwaukee was going to team up with Generator to create this, uh, basically a, a business accelerator for musicians called Backline. And the idea for this was going to be that uh, there would be grants issues of four uh, Milwaukee artists each would receive $20,000 in grants, so some total of $8,000. Uh, and they could use that grant money through a panel of advisors 
to best benefit their career in some capacity, whether it's re-recording music or hiring a publicist or helping with booking or getting a lawyer or whatever it might be. Um, and they would also be taking a 12-week course that involved people in the music industry who would help groom them and guide them and, and try to make them more business savvy. The idea is that you know they can make the them stronger as crew musicians. It could have ripple effects in the music community as well. It could make them more high profile, and um, the boats could you know the tide will rise for for many boats essentially. Right, and and I mean this hits to the heart of something you and I have discussed numerous times in this article. I'm going to quote the op-ed, but to attract a create a creative scene that rivals other mid-sized cities like Austin, Nashville, Milwaukee needs to change restrictive policies and attitudes around who can access the arts in our city. And this is actually something that everyone here unanimously has agreed with, that this is another thing that needs to happen in the city of Milwaukee. And in fact, the conversation that has continued to happen around this has been, what other things do we need to do? Um, to put a little bit more historical background into the conversation, I just know having the luxury of being a part of the creation of the Backline program that, you know, over 100 different Milwaukee creatives, musicians, and people who work in the quote-unquote music industry here in Milwaukee were polled at the time when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And uh, this came up. The need for more venues, period, came up. The need for more access came up. The need for more places to rehearse came up. The need for better policies. There were, there's so many different things that need to happen right now. And I'm also wondering at what point are we going to continue to start to find an opportunity to maybe connect those dots to make this action move the city into the direction we really want it to go. Yeah, I think the the context for the op-ed, because with that with that headline and kind of the, the it was it was coming off of the backline announcement. Right. And the argument that's made by these authors, including uh, Kelsey Kaufman, who uh, manages the Cactus Club, has a lot of experience in the music scene, obviously, and yeah. is really on the front lines there. Their argument was that, uh, you know, that having more all-ages venues is something that, that takes maybe greater priority than, yes. than these grants. Um, I mean, I would argue, and, and there was actually a lot of debate about this from people in the Milwaukee music scene on social media. I just saw tons and tons of comments. Uh, I think there's room for both. I mean, because uh, I think the Backline program would provide benefits for for artists to help grow their careers, which could have some ripple effect. Another component of the Backline program, too, is that there's going to be um, workshops, free workshops that anyone can attend, anyone in the local music scene that, that teenagers could attend. Absolutely. Which I think could also help benefit them as well. At the same time, I think uh, they make up make some really good points here. Um, the the clubs here are mostly 21 plus. There are a lot of uh, you know younger performers who can't play in clubs. Arguably, the most popular musician in Milwaukee is Ishtar, who was 18 when he's getting millions yeah. of streams. He just turned 21. He just turned 21. He couldn't play the Cactus Club. His, right. his audience of teenagers couldn't go to the Cactus Club. They couldn't go to a lot of these clubs in town. I mean, that's just it's mind boggling. Um, and I want to quote a little bit from this op-ed just to kind of give a little more perspective. Uh, the reason for that is, is quote, due to prohibitive city codes, it is difficult for small Milwaukee clubs to step up and host all ages or 18 plus shows. Larger venues can avoid these rules by being licensed as a center for the visual and performing arts. So it requires a stage that's larger than 20, uh, 1200 square feet or a collection of art on regular public display. Right. And, uh, go on to says, uh, there are other public spaces, uh, that serve alcohol or minors are allowed. Hotels, movie theaters, painting studios, golf facilities. The, the article asks, why can't a 20-year-old stand next to someone drinking a beer while they swing a golf club, but they can't legally stand next to someone drinking a beer while they attend a concert in a venue smaller than Turner Hall? I think that's a great point. It's a great point. And also, it, it does beg another question that has been asked around here a lot lately, which is, at what point are we, the, 
the creatives and people who are involved in the creative industry going to saddle up next to our political leaders who ultimately are the ones who can affect that kind of change. The reality of this, the, the quote prohibitive laws is re- based on the people who we elect yep. and what we ask of them to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great point. There's obviously some debate about, oh, well, why why are they even bringing backline into this? These are separate issues, yep. separate debates. And there's some people who are like, it makes sense for them to say that because you can make the argument that money would be better towards this sure, cause. Sure, you, you can also see the argument like, well, why bring something else down to try to support your cause? At the same time, it's creating a lot of discussion because they had this op-ed that came out uh, on the heels of the backline yep. uh, announcement, which got a lot of waves and attention in the local music scene. There is more attention on this topic, which we've talked about many times yes. on, on Tapped In and it's been talked about a lot in general. There's more discussion around this topic and more momentum around Absolutely. possibly changing things now because of the timing of everything. What what needs to happen now, I think, is uh, an organized effort to try to address these. I think that's what needs to happen. That's that's the next step. There's been a lot of discussion. There's yep. been discussion for years. Yes. Now it's time for uh, for some organization to occur to try to see if they can change this because it, I, I would agree with this op-ed. It should change. And I have to also put a little bit of my own personal story as I love to do when we have these conversations. At 19 years old, I would sneak into what is no longer now around Ty Joe's Music Club to DJ and I got paid to do it and I lied about it and I make <laughs> no apology for it yeah. because that was my way to get started in what is now the music scene that I consider myself to be, you know, bred from. This conversation has existed for decades mm-hmm. here and we need to continue to move forward, as you just said, together. We also need to find ways to address other issues that haven't been brought into this debate at all. Why is it that there's no uh, one in our city mayor's office who is a, you know, director or in any way a uh, head of cultural impact at all you know what i'm saying when it comes to music and arts we don't have an arts representative mm-hmm. in city offices mm-hmm. here in the city of milwaukee other cities do um we also have other pro- prohibitive laws that exist that make it harder for working musicians from a tax perspective and a licensing perspective to do the work that they need to do in our city there's just so many other things that if we again all are working together to find solutions we're going to get a lot farther a lot faster and uh, I, I have to say I, I, I'm excited actually that we're having these debates mm-hmm. both in person and online because it's starting to pull out some of the cobwebs of what has been a pretty I don't know sleepy scene here for a very long time it's it's only been in the last five or six years that people have really been starting to make some fireworks around the Milwaukee music for, scene. For, for years, people were frustrated by this, talked about this, yep. but also kind of threw up their hands. I mean, my, myself included, I've written about this, but I haven't necessarily taken the next step. Like, okay, what can be done to change it? Be done. I think this op-ed, like I said, I haven't seen as much unified discussion around this topic, which I think needs to be discussed because of this op-ed that's that's changing now. And I think now it's, it's, it's going to give an opportunity to go into the next step phase the next step right. to possibly create some change i think this op-ed really opens some doors to that and i hope those doors will open i hope we'll see that change happen not this or that but this and that mm-hmm. and the other and some other and yeah. we've got some forward momentum happening. i agree well you can always subscribe to this podcast to get more from us and we encourage you to go backwards and listen to some of the conversations that pia i have had tapped in is produced by tyrone miller our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes courtesy of the license lab Remember, your membership keeps this programming on the air and keeps it in your podcast subscription. Subscribe now at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast on iTunes or anywhere where you listen to your podcasts. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time. See you next time.